You know, as Pastor Reese said, my name is Mike Stamps. Um, I'm the Life Groups pastor here. I've been in, at New Hope um, since 2017 on staff. Um, but my wife, Rebecca, and I, we have attended New Hope um, since 2006. And she is actually with us in the service today. So I wanna take a minute and give a shout out to her. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, Rebecca. I love you. You are an amazing wife and mother. And happy Mother's Day to all of the New Hope moms. Hey, we love you. We appreciate everything that you do. We're looking forward to celebrating with you today after the service. Well, last week, uh, Pastor Mike Bro was here and kicked off a new teaching series called I Am. And this series is all about us getting to know Jesus. Not just getting to know him academically in our, in our minds. It's not just about the events of, of his life. It's, it's getting to know him and experience him in our hearts and in our lives. So as we continue in this series today, I'd like to ask if you would please stand with me for the reading of God's word. We're gonna be uh, in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, starting in verse one. And this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. And he says this, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. But Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. Please remain standing with me and let's pray together. God, I thank you for a chance to be in your house today. Thank you for a chance to be here with your people. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just be here with us today, that your presence would be thick and rich in this room. And God, we pray that everything that's spoken today is from you, and that through it all, you would be glorified. Thank you for your goodness, God, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, you may be seated. Hey, I'd like to provide just a little bit of context to what we just read about in this passage. See, right before this passage, Jesus had told his 12 disciples that he is going away. He had just shared the Last Supper with them, the Passover meal, and he had just told them that one of them was gonna betray him and that soon he would not be with them any longer. And this news has completely rocked their world. You see, they had left everything to follow him. For the last three years, he had been teaching them and pouring into them and, and leading them. The things that they saw and experienced together in this time, it, it forever changed them. And there's no way that they could go back to being who they were before. They could go back to doing what they had been doing before, not, not after everything that they had been through together. And so when he tells them that he's going away, they are completely wrecked. They're totally distraught. They're afraid and they're sad and they're angry and they're confused. Have you ever felt like that? 
Have you ever had a situation where something unexpected happened to you that completely rocked your world? The thing that you've, that you've always feared the most that you secretly carry with you all the time, it's always in the back of the mind, it's always just below the surface, and you've prayed to God so many times that he would never let that thing happen to you. And yet now it has. And it's left you paralyzed, frozen in that moment, and just reeling from the pain and not knowing what to do. And you're thinking, God, I don't know how to get through this. I don't think I'm strong enough to get through this. Well, that's exactly how Jesus' disciples are feeling here in John chapter 14. And that's why in verse one he says to them, do not let your hearts be troubled. What does it mean for us to have a troubled heart? You know, a troubled heart, it's, it's one that's agitated. It's stirred up, it's filled with anxiety. It's not able to rest because it has no peace. And it's interesting that he says, do not let your heart be troubled. Because by saying it that way, he's indicating that when those hard experiences come along in life, that we have a choice to make. Are we gonna let our hearts be troubled? He uses that same language again later in the chapter. In the second half of verse 27, he tells them again, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. How could they possibly not be afraid in this situation? They're about to head into the unknown, into completely unchartered territory and without their leader. They're probably terrified. Given this circumstance, how could they possibly not have troubled hearts? And the answer lies in what he tells them to do in verse one. And he says this, believe. Believe. You believe in God, believe also in me. And they're probably thinking, okay, Lord, we, we believe in you. But how is that gonna help us with the problem that we're dealing with right now? How are we gonna get through this? Who is gonna help us with that? And he says, I am, I am. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be anxious for the future. You can choose to not let your heart be troubled and you can believe in me because I am the way and the truth and the life. You know, anyone who knows me knows that one of my favorite things to do is to spend time with my family. I love being a dad. You know, my wife Rebecca and I, when, when we were first married, we were so excited to have children together. We, we'd go on these long jogs. Okay, maybe they're more like walks. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, we, and we'd talk about our future children. You know, we'd, we'd talk about what their names were gonna be and, and what they were gonna be like. It was this really sweet time that we had early in our marriage. But if you would have talked to us just a few years later, you would have seen that that excitement, it was all but gone. Because after a string of six miscarriages, things felt, things felt pretty hopeless. 
And we started to think that, that our dream of having children together, it just wasn't gonna happen. And at this point, it, we just, we couldn't see how that could possibly happen. But you see, church, when the situation seems hopeless and you cannot see a way forward, that's when Jesus says, I am the way. And I will make a way when there is no way because I am the God of the possible. I am the one that makes the lame walk and I'm the one that makes the blind see. I am the one that feeds the hungry and that protects you through the storms of life. No matter how impossible your situation might seem, I am the one who can make a way. I'm the one who can heal your broken marriage. I'm the one who can break your addiction. I can cure your incurable disease. And I provide hope for the hopeless and peace for the anxious and love for the brokenhearted. I am the God of the possible. I am the way. And that is just as true today for us as it was for his disciples back then. And what he told them to do back then when they were in the impossible situation, it's the same thing that we need to remember to do today. Believe and don't be afraid. You see, we have an enemy, church. We have an enemy that would love to convince us to do otherwise. And Jesus warns us of this enemy in John chapter eight, verse 44, when he says this, he was a murderer from the beginning not holding to the truth because there is no truth in him. When, when he lies, he speaks his native language for he is a liar and he is the father of lies. Make no mistake, your enemy, he wants to take you out. And the way he plans to do this is by speaking lies into your life. If he can get you to believe the lies, then he will use that to make you write the wrong narrative about yourself and your mind. He wants to convince you that you can't do it. You're not good enough, you're not smart enough. You don't matter. He, you will never amount to anything. When push comes to shove, you don't have what it takes. And these voices that speak lies into your mind, sometimes they just get louder and louder and louder until, until finally they drown out everything else and they leave you feeling hopeless and paralyzed and afraid. But Jesus says no. He says, Satan is a liar. Let me silence the voice of your enemy. Let me speak truth into your life and expose the liar and his lies. And I have the authority to do that because I am the truth. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. You are mine now. You are forgiven. You are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. And I have a purpose and a plan for you, a plan to prosper you and to give you hope in a future. And when I created you, I gave you every skill and talent and ability that you will ever need to live that out. Jesus says in John 8, 32, I told you that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You are no longer bound by the lies of the enemy. So walk in that freedom and believe in me because I am the truth. You see, when you believe in Jesus, you don't have to be afraid. Whatever is causing your heart to be troubled, you can bring it to him. 
In Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He will heal your broken heart, and he will give you peace. You know, one of the things that we notice about Jesus all through the Gospels is that he always had his mind on his mission. He's always looking forward toward the cross. Even as he has this conversation with his disciples that we're reading about here in, in John chapter 14, he, he knows that within hours that he's gonna be arrested. And on the following day, he will perform the single greatest act of love that the world has ever known when he will voluntarily sacrifice himself so that we might be saved. You see, that was his mission, church. He was on a rescue mission from the beginning to save the lost. That is what it was back then and that is what it is today. And by his sacrifice, our sins are forgiven. By his sacrifice, he defeated death. Death has no hold on him and because of his sacrifice, death has no hold on you or on me. And yes, it's true that the wages of sin is death, but it is also true that the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Jesus says to you, believe. Believe in me and you will be saved because I am the life and I gave everything for you. And because of you, you can have life and you can have it abundantly. Church, I'm a messenger today on this Mother's Day weekend and I am here to deliver some really good news. No matter how impossible your situation might seem, no matter what lies that the enemy is telling you, no matter what baggage you are carrying today that makes you feel unworthy of his saving grace, Jesus says, come. Come to me and I will make a way through your impossible situation. Come to me and I will silence the liar and speak truth into your life. He says, come to me and I will offer you hope and a future because I am the way and the truth and the life. I wanted to take a minute today and, and just speak to those of you who Although you're trying your best to smile and, uh, and pretend that everything's okay, underneath you're, you're really hurting. And this day, it stirs up some really painful emotions for you. To the single mom that's here today who is struggling, and sometimes the weight of what you're carrying it's so much that, that you feel like you just, you just can't go on. You need to know that Jesus says to you, I am the way. And I will lead you through your impossible situation. To the single person or the married couple who haven't been able to start a family yet and you're under the lie of the enemy, who's telling you, <clears throat> that it's just not gonna happen for you because you're not enough. You need to hear Jesus speak truth into your life today and rest in the fact that you are enough in him. And to the one that's lost your mother, and every year when this day comes, 
all you can think about is, is how much you miss her. You need to be reminded today that Jesus is the life. And in him, we have the promise of eternal life. And through that promise, we can be united with our loved ones once again. Church, whatever weight that you are carrying today, Jesus would say to you, bring it to me and lay it down. I will heal your troubled heart and I will give you peace and hope and rest because I am the way and the truth and the life. Amen, church? Amen. Would you please stand with me? Let's pray together. God, I thank you for a chance to be in your house today. Thank you for your goodness to us, God. Thank you that you are the God of the possible. Thank you that you are the God that can lead us through our impossible situation, no matter what it is, Lord, that you, you are the one that tell us to bring it to you and that you will heal our troubled hearts. And God, I ask today that you would just be with each person who is carrying a weight, that you would take it off their shoulders, God, that you would allow them to, to set it aside and that you would heal their troubled heart. Thank you for your goodness, God. We worship you and we praise you. And we pray all of these things in Jesus' name, amen.